Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Borough Market Podcast, where we stroll around London's oldest food market each week to chat to the traders and producers to find the stories behind the stalls. So that's rosemary and sea salt for ketchup. So like this week we've got a slice of bread ahead, the Borough Market Bakery, famous for its sourdoughs and donuts. So it's kind of really nice for or for soups or to dip in sauces or just to eat like this. The Slow Food approved bakery was founded by Justin Galatley, who was former head baker at St John's, and Matt Jones, who's been a familiar presence in the market for many years. I caught up with Matt as the famous donuts came out of the oven. I've been selling bread at Borough Market since 1999. In the very, very early days of Borough, it was Neil's Yard Dairy, it was Brindisa, it was Turnips, Northfield Farm, you know, and a, a handful of traders, six, seven traders. I asked him how the market has changed since those days, way back in the last century. The, the food landscape in London has changed beyond recognition over the last 20 years. It is unbelievable, the difference. So people come to your stall now with a sort of a a more gourmet understanding, presumably, of bread. Yeah, I mean, we we approach bread. We're not not your typical high street baker. So my background was a chef. I was a London chef in Michelin-style restaurants. And I come to this from an angle of of food. You know, I look at the food and we happen to make bread. So if you know what I mean, am I making sense? Unpack that a little bit. What's the difference between the kind of bread that I'm going to get in a bakery and the bread that you produce? Um, well, I mean, you know, let's say within within our lifetimes, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in the 70s, and the British baking industry was on its knees. It was absolutely dire. Um, and now there's a new, as it were, a new wave of bakery that's, you know, is sourdough-based. It's all about taste and flavour. It's all about long fermentation. It's all about flavours and excitement and colour and, you know, beautiful, amazing, you know, ex- food experiences. That's what we offer. It is fantastically exciting, I presume, for somebody like you to be able to meet the needs of that changing public. Yeah, well, I mean, we are sat here and literally surrounded by people who are hungry, who want to learn, they want to engage with us. It is, you know, the most, ex- it's like a, the golden age of food in London at the moment. It really is. We are right in the middle of it. And one of the wonderful things is I've just been down to your stall and, and you can hear the Spanish accents, you yeah. can hear the French accents, you know, it is a wonderful melting pot. Is that to, something to do with the, the increase in interest, do you think? Uh, no, London's always been like that. You can go back in time 300 years. London was always a real mixture. You know, it was the Turks, it was the Greeks, it was the, you know, there's always been these influxes of, of populations here. It is the second most visited city in the world. You know, well, we have a lot, just on the stall, you know, on a daily basis, you have loads of Italians, loads of French, loads of Spanish, and they immediately engage with the product because they're not used to seeing this, you know, and I guess it's, 
it's quite unusual. These are probably people who have been coming to London for the last 20 years. And suddenly it's like, oh my God, look, here we go. Look, there's something, something real happening. So very exciting for them as well. And something that I think, I wonder if it's particularly British, is the love of the artisan. We yeah. love a bit of craft. It's quite in our nature to be crafty. We went through a huge industrialisation sort of process. Yeah. But we do love a bit of farmer's market. We do love to see the artisan at work. How much is that to do with your business? Well, it's, it's all about that. You know, we are a, well, I like to call this an, an immersive bakery experience. So if you look, you know, the window's there. There's people all day long looking in at these guys here working. You've got, what, two, four, six, six people around that table there working. And just people coming in, but they come in to see us. They want to look. That guy's picking up a leaflet just there. He's reading about us. Yeah, he's seeing um, a, a chalkboard outside which says bakery lessons, um, and all the different types of stuff. And he's picking up a leaflet, but that is about somebody interacting with n- more than just eating it. He's tasted it presumably at your store. Probably. He's yeah. wanting to make something similar himself. He then passes that on. Other people get to love bread and see it in a completely different way. Is that how it works? Our, you know, the, the educational side of this business, it's, okay, sure, we're gonna, we teach people how to make bread. But really it's about teaching people how to eat bread and how to understand it. So we're giving them a richer, a deeper understanding of our industry. It's not, you know, often people say to me, oh, aren't you worried that people are going to start making their own bread and you're going to lose your customers? No, we're not in the least bit worried about this. That won't happen. What will happen is they have a better understanding of why our loaves of bread cost £4 and that other little white slicing you get in the uh, local supermarché is 99p. It's a very, very different thing. So give me an example. Somebody tastes your bread. Yeah. What are they going to taste that's different? What's going to what's happening to their taste buds yeah interesting one this is a it's a it's about flavor profile so this is a a really interesting topic so if you look at if you look at um flavor as a bandwidth so normal food or normal bread packaged stuff has a very narrow bandwidth of flavors so it's a very narrow sort of experience if you will when you eat our bread, it's got a little bit of scorched crust on the outside, so it it takes you into onto a much bigger journey with, internally. You you really start to explore your palate. It, it would, it, you know, you, you use all the parts of your palate. So that dark crusty bit on the edge, that will really have a little bit of bitterness to it and a little bit of sweetness, caramelisation, and you taste all of that. It's much more than just a slice of bread. You know, it's a food experience. Take me through your day. I'm a very much a hands-on business owner. Um, I live next door. I live literally about a two and a half minute walk away. I'm here seven days a week. Often, I'm here. I, you know, well, it's a 24-hour day business, so I'm I'm around. So the, the bakery starts at what time? It doesn't stop. Yeah. Okay, so so it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 24/7. Yeah, okay. yeah it never stops. Okay. There's always. We don't have a key for the front door. Um, it's, we don't need one, you know. We are, we are, we don't have a light switch. We don't need one. It's always going in here. It doesn't stop. Amazing. Tell me about the bakery lessons. Well, this is an amazing sort of part of the business. We started off the first when we started Bread Ahead what, in 2013. The original idea I had was to run two workshops a week for 12 people, so that would be 24 people a week. We now teach over 300 people a week. We started with three different courses. We had a French, an Italian, and a sourdough course. We had three. We now have 
30 courses we run on, a, on rotation on a calendar. We have six tutors who teach, all of them bakers, seasoned professional bakers with a lot of experience. Um, and the, I mean, the, the bakery school side of it was a, has been a phenomenon. We've never advertised, we've never marketed. It's just word of mouth. Do you think that people love to bake bread? Because essentially, bread is actually quite easy to make. Yeah, I mean, you, sure, there's two ways of looking at it. I mean, you can literally you can mix together some water, flour, salt, water, yeast, you know, the f- four primary ingredients, and you will get a loaf of bread. But then if you want to start to really develop crumb structure and you really want to get a proper loaf, you know, something exceptional, you need to know a few tricks. It would be like saying painting's easy. You know, it is easy. You take a canvas and you boom, boom, boom. But then you've got Picasso's and you've got, you know, so there's levels. Bread is more accessible than, say, fish. For a lot of people look at a fish stall. Just been talking to Paul Day at Sussex Fish. And they're frightened, don't know how to get into it. Whereas yeah. it, actually, most people know their bread. Bread is the stuff of life. Bread is stuff that we grew up with. At least we know it. You, they come to you to learn how to make amazing bread, like the kind of stuff that they're eating from your stall. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. I mean, our, our courses are a direct reflection of the products we make here. So, for example, the Italian baking course, we make chia batter, focaccia, amaretti biscuits and grissini. And they are all exactly the same as you get on the stall. But we're, what we're doing is recreating this from a technical perspective. We're showing people why you do things at a certain time, why you've got to wait half an hour before this happens. Why? So really what we've got here that's quite special and unique is we have an industrial bakery over there where it's making that little bleeping noise. And we can extract little pockets of knowledge from that and put them into a domestic environment. That's our real USB to this business. There's nobody else doing that. Are you training people up to be professionals or is it just really for home cooks? All sorts. All sorts. I mean, we've, we have... So the, I would say there's three distinct types of people that come on the, on the courses. You've got literally general public who are just really interested. Oh, I fancy a bread-making course. Then you've got professionals. We... We have teams of bakers who come in from other bakeries. We do product development with them and really sort of pick things apart and teach them sourdoughs and new product ranges. And then the most sort of interesting thing to me is young people and making baking as a career for them. So just sort of explaining what it's going to be like if you, when you leave school. I mean, that's what I did. You know, I left school and I became a chef. Very fortunate. So it's really, a, you know, I would say we're a gateway for young people to come and explore a possibility of it as a future as a baker, which I think is a great, a great option. As someone who's got baking in his blood, I asked him to reflect on how far baking has come and if Bread Ahead would be at Borough Market forever. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, my two sons work in the bakery. Um, they're loving it. Um, I can imagine, but I mean, yeah, it, forever's a long time, isn't it? And to sort of commit to something, you know, but it's funny, you know, when I started at Borough, we were all so much younger, and now I see, you know, a lot of the my contemporaries, Jan at Northfield Farm, there's Fred Foster at Turnips, now our children are working in the businesses, and it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see that. Yeah. In you fact, know, so Turnips, um, I interviewed Charlie. Uh, for for the very first Borough Market podcast and it's lovely and he said you know there's four generations of 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 greengrocers in his family yeah Yeah, absolutely so in terms if if I were to ask you you know what's going to happen in the next 20 years well I I think the big work's been done you know I mean it's a Obviously, with the, um, the the when rail track finish up and get London Bridge Station open, we're going to feel that. 
the, I mean, in my time here, we've had the Shard built, we've had the London Eye, we've had Tate Modern open, we've had you know some pretty big stuff on our doorstep, and these are all major, major destinations. But I think, yeah, we've seen the biggest lift. I, I'm sure 20 years down the line, I, I often think that if I could fast forward it, what would it look like? And I think, you know, it will be busier um, and probably well, more refined, you know, more new companies. Borough Market seem to be very good at selecting these little up and coming, exciting things. So, you know, it's lovely to see that and see them grow. Yeah, and, and one of the themes that comes out of the people I've been talking to for the podcast series is the sustainability, the awareness of waste, the kind of inventiveness around those key issues, yeah. um, which means that people are, are eating and selecting what they're going to eat for very different reasons, for a wider set of reasons, perhaps. Really, I suppose Borough Market is a sort of what I like to see is a, is, a, is a place for education and food. Getting people cooking, getting people experiencing new things, getting, you know, really getting them involved. Wastage is a huge thing. You know, we've got a really good local charity that come and pick up old bread from us. It is a big issue, and that's, it's really good to sort of tackle that head on. Um, we're lucky being based here because we, we absorb a lot of wastage. We make bread pudding with the old bread, and, you know, there's, there's things we do with it. So 20 years, perhaps, maybe that message will have seeped into the public consciousness. They'll be eating great food. You'll be growing even more to meet the demands of a much more food-literate yeah. public yeah. and perhaps saving the planet at the same time. Yeah, well, that would be nice. That sounds like a pretty, um, a pretty noble statement. I'd like to think we'd do that, yeah. <laughs> Roll up! Come and get your grapes today! Thanks for listening to the Borough Market Podcast. You can find much more about the traders and the market by going to boroughmarket.org.uk. And while you're there, do subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next week for more stories behind the stalls at London's most famous market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.